Hello, I'm Sarah Wendell, and this is episode 190 of what used to be the DBSA podcast and is now Smart Podcast Trashy Books, or SPTB. <laughs> now, for the record, I did not rename it. I got a name from someone much better at naming things than me, but we're changing the name of the podcast to Smart Podcast Trashy Books, which is a smart podcast about romance novels. Today, the bitches have assembled at RT in 2016. Amanda, Carrie, Elise, Redheaded Girl, and I sit down at RT in Las Vegas. We talk about the conference, the fun of taking a book-focused vacation, the oddly high-priced new Kindle, Amanda's frustrations with Snapchat, pop-up signings, and heading to Flavortown. Our language is a little salty, so you might want to use your headphones for this episode. Also, you can probably tell this is my incredibly awesome post-RT voice. I managed not to get conference crud, but my voice is shot. This podcast is brought to you by Jay Kenner's Dirtiest Secret, published by Bantam Books, available in paperback and ebook. The memory of Dallas Sykes burns. Everyone knows him as a notorious playboy, but to me, he is the one man I desperately crave and I can never have. We've tried not letting ourselves give into desire, and for so long, we've told ourselves no. Now it is finally time to say yes. You can find out their dirtiest secret with Jay Kenner's new Sin series on sale April 19th everywhere you buy books. If you are a regular podcast listener or a reader of the transcripts and you'd like to support the show, please have a look at our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash smartbitches. By listener request, I set up a Patreon which is a little bit like Kickstarter. Instead of a single project, you support an ongoing program with a monthly pledge. Listeners who wish to contribute can make a monthly commitment starting at $1 a month and you'll be helping me reach goals like commissioning transcripts for the 70 plus episodes that don't have one yet. You can see all the rewards and all the options at patreon.com slash smartbitches. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash smartbitches. And for everyone who has nudged me to set one up and everyone who has already backed the show, thank you. You are entirely made of awesome and you have excellent taste. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. I will have information at the end of the podcast as to who this is. And as always, there will be links to all of the books that we're discussing in this episode as well. If you're thinking of going to Romantic Times in Atlanta, we would love to know because we would love to throw a party for all of our listeners. So, you know, if you're thinking about going or you register, send us an email. Let us know. And if we start to organize rad things, we will totally let you know. But in the meantime, on with the podcast. That party was fucking amazing. You liked it? That was, that was so much fun. People yeah, were having right, yeah. so much fun. Amanda, did you tell Sarah about the idea for the ribbon? Oh, yeah. So I was leaving the Kensington thing, and I, um, one of the women who was at the reader recommendation party, she's very nice, so she taught me something about Snapchat. She's like, I'm following you on Snapchat. Are you snapping anything? I was like, yes, I've been snapping shit all fucking week. She's like, well, I'm not seeing it. So apparently... I didn't know this because I don't do this, but in order for people to see your account publicly without having, without you having to add it to your friend list, you have to like turn that feature on. So I've just been snapping things and no one's been seeing it. Because oh. Oh. So anyway, I had no idea you had to do that. Um, but anyway, she saw me after the Kensington thing because she was helping authors and she's like, something for next year. She's like, you see all these authors who have like these specialty ribbons, like, you know, award winner or whatever publisher yeah uh and then so sometimes it's hard on your badges like our blog like smart bitches trashy books it's isn't on small. our badge so like people don't know what blog we're affiliated with so maybe we can get specialty stick on ribbons yeah mm-hmm. to stick on to our badges that say smart bitches or whatever so we're easily identifiable oh totally yeah. what about just like a big pin of the ladies oh yeah totally doable so I thought it was a good idea. She's like, because, you know. The pin yeah. of the ladies would be really good swag. Because I noticed those stickers went. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, when you get more in, I just had to replace my Kindle. So she needs more stickers. I need more stickers to decorate. Yeah. I have them in the drawer. pay $290? No, I bought the much less expensive one that I know Amazon loses money on, which is fine with me. I cannot figure out why. Okay, so. The new Kindle. It's self-charging. Like, it's got a and self-charging it's got cover. a leather cover. It's got a, that's the old. I don't want a leather cover. I don't want a but leather cover. Self-charging, Sarah, and it comes with special offers so that you have to see ads in addition to for what old Jew and Goy Boy. That was on my Kindle for a weekend, and I kept taking pictures of it. Like, what the fuck is this old Jew and Goy Boy? Come oh on, my God. yeah, super gross. Yeah. So, you guys having fun? 
Yes. 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 I'm very tired. Very tired. very tired. I love how we do this podcast on a Friday morning and I'm we're all like, tired. Yeah. I want to die. <laughs> I'm always tired. My feet hurt a lot. Yeah. I can't sleep in. My brain's like, East Coast time. It's uh, 9.30. I'm like, it's 6.30 here. So I'm no, totally spoiled this year. Totally spoiled. Because this is like... This is your time zone. Really close yeah. to where I actually live. So my flight was short. My time zone is compatible. I'm like, woohoo. Last night on my way to dinner, I was texting with my youngest son because he got in a fight with his brother. And he was ta- he was texting me through Google Hangouts. And so I took a picture of myself at the elevator. And he goes... How do you take pictures? I'm like, there's a little camera underneath where you type. So my phone is at like 17% battery. And I haven't had time to stop and plug it into my external battery to recharge it. Like I've been that back to back to back. And all of a sudden I hear my phone beep, beep, beep. And he sent me like eight pictures of himself in bed with his bear, with his book. Here's me and dad. So he's like sending me all these pictures. He's like, Wait, you haven't had dinner yet? Mommy, I'm in bed. What's wrong? I'm like, oh, it's only 5.30 here. Oh. Does that mean I can have dessert now, too? <laughs> no, you've already brushed your teeth. Well played, sir. Oh, well, well played. He's quite devious and brilliant. True story. It didn't occur to me. Like, I've been watching the Oscars my entire life. And most of my life, I was like, God, this ends at, like, midnight. And then they go to a fucking ball and eat dinner. Yep. And And it occurred to me (laughs) five, six years ago that, oh, oh, oh. oh, I mean, it's still late, but it's not, like, late, late. No, you know, the the, the red carpet is always, like, I always feel horrible because it's it's like, 3.30 in the afternoon. It must be hot as fuck. Oh, and they yeah. have all these gowns on. I'm like, there must be somebody who's like spritzing them and then hosing them off so they're not sweaty and gross. And in the men wearing tuxes, I always feel really bad. For Celebrities them. don't sweat, Sarah. But that's true. I forgot. They're aliens. They, yes. I love how many paranormal worlds there are where the explanation for that, you know, preternatural beauty and style and being famous is that you're either an alien, you're a Valkyrie, you are some other non-human creature, and that's the explanation for your Because humans are gross. gross. Humans are disgusting. We are disgusting. We're gross. And no one wants to take, you know, like, think about the fact that, like, Brad Pitt poops like everybody else does. We just pretend he, like he doesn't. He does not. Come on. He's he an alien. He survives off the... But you know there's at least one person who probably gets off on the fact that Brad Pitt does poop. Oh, there's more than one person. There's fan fiction out there. And if there wasn't, there is now, because Rule 34. Sorry. I'm glad we took this. It's it's always my responsibility. It takes two gross plays. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that you do that. Good job. Way to take us to somewhere nasty. So what's the best thing that you've attended so far? Given that it's not over yet, and the Avon party is tonight. The Avon party is tonight. And the Avon party is always well, yes. it's their diamond anniversary, so they are... So they, I get diamonds? Are, yes. Well, at the gambling night, the they casino had night, they had, they had little cubic zirconia solitaires to oh, give out. Everyone got a little diamond ring. That's adorable. Isn't it? That is. So cute. So it's their diamond anniversary. They're promoting all the older classic romances, mm-hmm. and their party is always awesome. So that hasn't happened yet. Right. But up until now... What's the best thing you guys have done? Is it tacky to like mention one of our panels? No, no. I I am not tooting my own horn because I had no part in putting it together. So I feel I can say this safely. That redirect party was a blast. Oh, it was so amazing. Good. And when when and Sarah said, so does anybody have a book they want to recommend? And the sea of hands like shot into the air. I was like, this is the most satisfying moment ever. Oh, and yeah. it was definitely like, oh, I am among my people. Because someone would say, bet me by Jennifer Cruzy. The whole everyone go, oh. oh. It was like being in a revival. Like, and there's like a whole. Can I get an amen? There's like big Julia Quinn noise. Somebody yes. brought Julia Quinn. And there's little susurrus going across from and I'm like, why are they all talking when she started talking? And everyone's, oh no, it's okay, it's cool. That's the Julia Quinn noise. Yes. There, yes. I actually started listing in my head the order of noises. So there was the, oh, I love that book noise, good book noise. And then there was good book gasp, like, oh my god, I forgot about that book. Oh yes. Yeah. And then there was the the very subtle noise of pens clicking. 
so that yes. people could write down yes. what some, so I want to recommend a Cecilia Tan series which is like a Harry Potter boarding school only with sex magic and you yeah. hear this room of click 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 scribble 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 because people are just start writing stuff and down I'm, I'm pretty sure that at least three of us were like well that ends this panel we have things to well, do thanks very much thanks right. bye thanks yeah, very we're much. just going to throw this way right. take I your have, waiters and yeah. waitresses on the way out you gotta go read yeah. <laughs> yeah. I seriously feel like someone at Amazon is like all our algorithms got really fucked up you don't understand what happened you want to hear something funny someone told me that after so you remember when harlequin put the list of books on sale that we had all recommended yeah Yeah. someone told me that they bought one of them and then the you would also like was every single other book we had suggested (laughs) like it was just its own little set i was like we fucked up the the amazon algorithm oh my god yeah the reader recommendation party is just fun because I think there are a lot of panels where people talk at the audience right and the interaction yeah. is minimal and like okay a I have a ridiculous number of panels and I'm lucky I still have my voice as of today but I don't want to listen to me for an hour like I don't want to listen to me talking for an hour um I she want other says pe- recording a podcast right well I keep asking you questions yeah <laughs> And I want other people to have a chance to talk because there's so much talking at. And then if you're in a party, there's not enough time to talk because everyone wants to talk to everybody for a little bit. And I I suck at crowds and small talk, so that's not my thing. When you're when you like, oh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. People are like relaxed. Plus, there's snacks. Snacks are important. So I'm really glad you liked it. I had a really good time. How amazing is this? I had two separate people come up to me afterwards, and they were like, so you were looking for good tentacle porn books. Here's the list I have compiled for you, right? And I'm like, at least you are sharing that with me. Yeah, obvious. Oh, yes. Yeah, obviously. no, no. Yeah, no. Like, I'm going to have to write this... more to keep my crown, huh? Yes. You're going to have to. You know, I wrote that on my birthday. I have very vivid memories of that. <laughs> Elise and I were talking at one point to Joyfully Jay, and we were talking about tentacle porn. And this conversation like got more and more detailed and graphic, but we were all talking in like completely matter-of-fact like clinical terms. Oh, like, my God. Please. Like, you know, every individual tentacle like can can taste. Yes. Right. So if it goes up the butt, but we're saying this in exactly the same tone as if we'd say, you know, the weather is a little bit cooler than I expected right. in Las Vegas at this time of so, year. And I was like, yeah. We're standing at the Harlequin party, like holding wine and trays of cheese and dried fruits and talking. Fr- and flowers that were made out of meat. And they had sculpted all the pieces of meat into big it, yeah. flowers of meat, which would be a really good sort of book title for something quite edgy. Anyway. Right. So we're talking very seriously about the fact that Carrie and I have watched an octopus, octopus documentary and octopuses pie can Oct- taste with octopodes. their... Octopodes. Octopodes can taste with their tentacles. And so that really brings the whole tentacle butt sex thing to a very disturbing place. <laughs> and as Jay and Carrie and I were all mulling this over at the same time, we're all like, so we can taste the inside of your ass. <laughs> this dude, this dude, like super buttoned up dude, and it walks by and looks at us like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and and this is the like, first day. Sir? This, is, this, is, sir? this is the first day. It's like Tuesday night. So you right. you you set the bar really high for right. every following conversation. Every following conversation. Tentacle butt tasting. Yeah. So which panels have you enjoyed other than the reader party? I mean, those are something you were like, this is awesome. I haven't really attended any panels, actually. I've been running around. I went to the Kensington Chapel of Love, which wasn't really a panel, just... There's a party. Yeah. Uh, And then I went to the bad boys party thing, which was very uncomfortable. Um, And the handcuff was very uncomfortable. Wait, they handcuffed you? Going into the thing. So I had like a mini freak out because I couldn't get the handcuff off. Um, So they handcuff you. And it was full of cover models. Oh, and they the cover model, you to what? Nothing. They, they just, just put just a put handcuff on you. Okay. And they're like, go on in, bad girl. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> um. oh <my> <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it was one of those things where, like, get all these authors' signatures, enter a drawing once you get all the signatures. So, anyway, okay. I bailed. I left. Um, and on the way back, I run into two of the Australians that we met at the blogger symposium. And I still have this handcuff on my wrist. And I'm like, shit, I don't know how I'm supposed to get this off. Because I know 
I used to have like fake handcuffs or whatever, like as a child. Right. And like sure. if you, yeah. you it used to be like if you press it in all the way, it'll pop back out. Right. So I pressed it in all the way. And now it's just really And now tight. I'm just like really cutting tight. off circulation <laughs> in my wrist. <laughs> so I'm very tired. I'm standing with these two equally tired Australian women, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like. What, like I'm freaking out. Like, did that help? I'm like, no. Just it's cut just her hand off. Now. It's just tighter now. <laughs> and it's just. I have a pocket knife. I had like a purse. mini like meltdown. Amanda's like, picturing she's like got 127 hours this past. <laughs> <laughs> just cut off her hand. She'll be fine. Um, so I haven't really attended any panels. Like we've been doing our own. So today is my big free day. So I have tons of panels to go to today. I'm looking forward to the like comedy romance panel so there's Alice Clayton and Christina Warren so people who write like contemporary romances with lots of humor so I'm looking forward to that contemporary um, comedy romance is the best yeah so but I haven't really attended anything I really loved all the panels we've done our read recommendation party was great I had like my Goodreads app open on the, my phone the entire <laughs> yeah. time oh, yeah. um Goodreads, so, I went straight to Amazon yeah, yeah. we I were in oh Amazon later. by the way our room was oh Amazon yeah I don't think that was a coincidence or was it oh Amazon or was it Amazon oh <laughs> both <laughs> so I would say I would echo Carrie since they are own panel yeah. was probably my favorite so far it was great I think my favorite RT moment so far was I got a text from one of my coworkers, and of course, immediately, like my blood pressure starts going up. Like, why are you texting me? I'm out here. I'm on vacation. And I know she, you're on vacation, but but delete. <laughs> so she texts me, "Hey, I know you're on vacation, but my I told my daughter where you are, and her favorite YA author is there, and it's I think I'm pronouncing her last name right, Colleen Hook, and she writes the Tiger Rising series." And she said, if you could get like her to sign a bookmark or something, my daughter would be super grateful. So um, I met with her, and I just said, hey, I've got this girl back home who really, really loves your books. And so she signed Tiger Rising for me, and she gave her an arc of her book coming out this summer and was just like super, super Aww. sweet and generous. And I sent pictures, and her mom texted me, like, oh, she's hyperventilating right now. So, <laughs> but that's like, that's what RT is. Like, authors are excited to interact with their fans, and they're super nice, and they want to talk to you, and they want to sign things for you, and they want to sign things for your best friend who's back home, and they want to sign things for your mom, and they're excited to engage with the readers. It's not, I think, like, approaching authors, the thing I get most often is, like, why, why are you sweeing? Like, I'm a normal person, don't freaking me out and you're like you don't understand (laughs) you saved my sanity that one time i said that to zoe archer and she was like oh let me give you a hug this is my husband nico who i'd met at the harlequin party the night before and i'm like no 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 we're nico and i we're old old friends like hours (laughs) hours old and nico's like yes (laughs) pretty much but everyone is really approachable and really 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 nice like no one will be shitty Mm -hmm. to you for walking up to him and saying i love your book or no that's why they're here. Yes. The other thing I've noticed is a lot of mother and daughters attending together, mm-hmm. sisters attending together. Yeah, it's so adorable. I never do it personally. Sweet. Right. It's <laughs> adorable. With the party, there was a, um, oh, my mom's here. We're like, everybody, yes, hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> mom, are you seeing over here? So you I ran t- into her in the bathroom. I was like, hi, mom. <laughs> she's like that's not weird at all <laughs> and so you have like moms and daughters attending together because they all read the same books and you have sisters attending together because they all and I'm like the fact that people take five or six days off and go to a vacation about books and then they bring their mom it's just the best this thing. makes me yeah. want to like bring my brother oh my <laughs> god please not even that he reads romance but he would he's very buttoned up he's a very serious 22 year old boy very serious <laughs> you can't joke about sex you can't like that makes oh. it so did he listen to your tinder podcast so okay i have totally embarrassed him because we do have a lot of mutual friends we grew up in a very small town and um my friends would also kind of be his friends like they'd hang out with him and mm-hmm. stuff like that so we have a lot of mutual friends and you're not that far apart in age too four to five years yeah um so i will promote my stuff that I do on Smart Bitches on my Facebook. Yes. And I did post about my Tinder podcast. And so one of his friends, who's also his roommate, that went to the same high school, like, saw it. I don't know if he listened to it. I don't know if he, whatever. So, like, I felt bad because he was teasing my brother relentlessly (laughs) that he listened to, like, his sister's sex podcast. (laughs) 
And my brother was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. You should totally bring him to RT and bring him to the party where you get a handcuff. Yeah, oh my god, he'd be mortified. It's like pumpkin. Sex is hilarious. Mortified. He's just a very serious kid. We never actually heard how you get the handcuff off. Right. Oh, there's like a teeny tiny latch. It looks like Um, a piece of broken plastic. uh Okay. So that's why I didn't like see it right away. Yeah, because the handcuffs come in a pair, and it looks like they just ripped them apart, and they put one cuff on each person. So I didn't know if it was just like jagged plastic is this the latch yeah. so i obviously i did get it off still have my hand intact for those the, listening the handcuff can't see is, me, i yes. still have both and then the handcuff is currently sitting on the on bathroom the sink, sink yeah. counter in i just I was like tossed it on there like, right <laughs> and i woke up and i was like i don't what Happened. Never mind. <laughs> you slept through everything. I did sleep through everything. It's, it's good that you're a sound sleeper. And you're definitely among your people. Carrie and I were talking about we are in the most like exciting city possibly in the United States. And one night we're like, let's watch this documentary on octopodes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And that's totally what we did. So yeah. yeah. You're among your you're among your own kind. And also, you don't actually have super amounts of interest in leaving the hotel and going no. to do Vegas stuff no. when the book stuff is happening. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. This is definitely, this is a vacation with books. It's amazing. And it's totally cool to say with people, like, I need to go read now. And that's not like a social faux pas. That's like, a, yes, we understand. Go do that. Yeah. Oh, go, no. Go. Yeah. I am, I am powering through so many books right now. Like, I am reading so much. Partially because I wake up at, like, 6 in the goddamn morning. Because I'm in the wrong time zone. My brain's like, hey, it's 9 a.m. Let's wake up. It's time no, to go. No, no. It's 2 in the morning. It's time to go to bed. It's 11. It's 2 in the morning. Go to sleep. Yep. I normally get tired, like start getting sleepy at 8.30. So 6.30 rolls around. I'm like, I'm just going to lay down next to my dinner and look at it. <laughs> it's so pretty. So what, what books have you picked up or are you looking for? Because I noticed, we talked about this. There are fewer books this year. There are. There are. are So I want to clarify, though, that, like, we all get access to a lot of books, so we're not being whiny. No. But if I were were a reader and I came here and I guess I would have the expectation of, like, not needing to bring a ton of books with me. Especially if you came here after going to last year's. Like, if it was, like, your second or third, like... Right. You don't want to drag around a trunk full of books hoping you'll meet your favorite author and they'll sign that book. You kind of hope that they have the book with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what they did last year. Kensington had um, tons of books at their party. That was really awesome. Avon always like knocks it out of the park. Um, but there were a couple panels or a couple parties where you got to meet authors and have stuff signed that they didn't have books, which I thought was a, a little, little odd. odd. Yeah. A little odd. Yeah. But I've also heard like multiple freak out conversations about the shipping and receiving having issues. So I don't know necessarily it's like I didn't plan on bringing books or we don't know where they went. But there are, I've noticed fewer events with lots of books, Mm -hmm. but I've also noticed more pop-up signings. Yeah. I feel like that wasn't a thing last year. It wasn't. No. Well, I think this is all, this is all conjecture, but I think that what happens is you have a famous author on a panel and then they have a couple of books to sign, and then they get a line at the end of the panel, and there's another panel that needs right. to start. Sure. Right. So if they move the signing part off the panel and out into the hallways, where and the lines are Long. huge, yes. yeah. and usually you, you see a line at RT, like, oh, what's this for? It's a ticketed pop-up signing, so you can't just jump into the line. You yeah. have to have had a mm-hmm. ticket. So on one hand, it's exclusive, and you have to be in the right place to get your ticket. But on the other hand, there are a lot of books at the pop-up signings. Yes. And I, like, I don't follow the pop-up signing on social media. I totally just chanced into two happening near me, and so I got Presley Cole to sign something. I owe you some butt touches. You do. <laughs> some butt touches. Um, and I also got Robin Carr to sign something, and it was, like, totally unplanned. So there are lots of, like, author interactions. Just you don't have to... Like author stock, they just kind of happen around you organically. Yeah. I also wonder if the decreased number of physical books is because so many of us read ebooks. It could be. Like, could I mean, be. on one hand, the, the, the physical book is like a, a memento of having met the author, 
and you know it makes a great well, gift for your friend. Mm-hmm. But I know, for example, at the Avon party, they're going to turn on a service where people can sign and send an ebook to someone else or to themselves. I mean, they've done that in the past. I'm presuming yeah. they're so doing it this year. So last year at the Avon party, when people ran out of books, they had <coughs> cards with a digital download, so you'd still get a copy of the book, but it was digital only, which I thought was a good idea. However, Kensington at their thing. Plenty of authors ran out of books really quickly, and they didn't have like a, a substitute. They didn't have yeah, an backup, ebook version. Yeah. They didn't have anything. Like I approached one table. I think I was telling you before the podcast. I was super interested in this book. The cover was cool. It and the author was gone. Like she wasn't even at the table anymore. Like yep. since the books ran out, she just left, and she just left her like promo there. And so like. What if I wanted to talk to her? Like, you know, that sort of thing. Like, maybe she was in the bathroom, but I was there for, like, 15 minutes, and nope. she never came back. So, I, you know, maybe I'll email her after, but there wasn't, like, a plan B. Right? Have you guys noticed less promo? No, I no, don't think, think it's about the same. same no. yeah. So what? So what's the best swag you've gotten? Pets. <laughs> pair of headphones. Nice. nice. I, can't, I think it's in the swag it's bag the that swag you get. Like, yeah. uh, earbuds? Yeah, earbuds. I'm glad I, I didn't do that. that this year. I was yeah. thinking about doing that. Who are they from? Do you remember? No. <laughs> a publisher. I thought maybe like Swoon or Entangled. Oh. Yeah, that sounds right. I think. That's a I cool think. promo. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but I think that's my favorite. And I always love uh, bottle openers. I think Shayla Black and Lexi Blake oh, gave yeah. like a little heart bottle opener <laughs> keychain. And I still have it on my keychain. I use it all the fucking time. Because um, she's a lush. Because I'm... Yeah, I drink a lot. <laughs> so um, as you do, yeah. and there's yeah. a bunch of people with hand sanitizer. This yeah, that's that's, that's awesome very great. smart. I you thought know, it was a tube of bubbles, but yeah, no nope, conference yeah. crud. Hand sanitizer and chapstick, and I yeah. I love chapstick <laughs> because I feel like I can have 14 of them in my purse and they'll all be gone by morning. And the yeah. chapstick yep. yes. fairy came and took them and I'll never <laughs> find them. You never finish a tube of chapstick. No. Nope. Never. Oh, never. You'll lose it before that happens. No. Nope. I bought a tube two days ago and I lost it yesterday morning. I know exactly where I lost it. It's gone. So it's I have gone. the best tube of chapstick. Mm-hmm. It's like this Blistex vanilla like hydrating thing. And... Eric and I have dubbed it the Zoodle, like a zucchini noodle. I don't even know how we came up with this name. And I swear, I've had so many close calls where, like, it's fallen out of my purse or out of my pocket. And I always have, like, a mini heart attack. I was like, have I lost the Zoodle? I can't find the Zoodle. (laughs) And then, like, I'll find it under my bed or, like, in my laundry. And I'm like, fuck. I stash lip balms in lots of pockets inside my purse, so I always have, like, eight. But if they don't make it back to the right pocket, I just assume they're all gone. Not just one, all of them. What about you, Carrie? What swag have you picked up? Well, I do rely on this connection for my year's worth of ballpoint pens. So Very that's important. Classic. Yes. yes. <clears throat> I would say the most fun creative swag. Well, okay, there's two. So the Kensington party had a deck of cards. Oh, that oh, was yeah. cool. I don't know if anybody's opened their deck of cards. Because no. at first it was like, okay, well, this is cute. It's Vegas. It's a deck of cards. Okay, fine. And that wasn't, like, super exciting. But who doesn't need another deck of cards? That yes. was fine. But if you open it, it's a standard playing deck of cards. You can play a card game with it. But on every card is one or two different. Every single one is different. Romance novel covers from their nice. That's cool. It is so clever because that means with every card, your eyes are on another one of their products. Plus, it just looks cool. It's very bright and colorful and fun. Makes and counting cards. Super it's a hot easy. pink deck mm-hmm. of cards. Like I'm thinking. Well, it's on the face of the card. The back is the backs of the cards all have the same. Oh, photo. I was gonna right. say that'll make counting cards and so, like, knowing other people's hands. But well, I see the man no, titty with the, the sword. Is, That's the, the two clubs. Yeah. Oh, so it's the front side. So like the Joker, right. the Joker has like Sonali Dev's latest book in the center of the card. So it's like right. the, the the face of the card has a different. Right, book. it's like did that's I, serious. Yeah. Swag. That's some serious swag. Yeah, that's some serious swag. I thought that was so clever and in a kind of inventive way to take a really simple piece of swag and make it really effective marketing tool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my friends um, Lily James and Ellie Ash have um, their little business card, but it's attached to a big strip of romance novel magnetic poetry, you know, mm-hmm. those little oh. which I plan to have a really good time with. But it's like dirty poetry, oh, yeah. which yes. makes it even more fun. Oh, dirty it's awesome. Poetry. It'll look yeah. great next to my 
stick of magnets that I got last year. <laughs> I got like a, like a full like sheet of those one thousand and white one thousand and one night magnets, like twenty magnets. Right. And so I just made like a giant penis out of them on my fridge. And it's still there. <laughs> I think we all need to go visit Amanda. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I also think there's two kinds of swag. So there's the, the kind of swag that is a status thing while you're at the conference, like the, the sparkly buttons or the sparkly strip of gems for your name badge or a pin that yeah. is really funny. Or one year, years and years ago, I think it was Alora's Cave, they gave out little digital marquees. And so you could, like, the, the words would scroll by. And so they came programmed oh. with something, but you could, I think you could also set it to say something else. Oh, how cute. And so you'd have this, like, scrolling digital marquee on your name badge, which, A, increases the amount of people who are staring at your chest, because that's where your name badge is. And, two, it really stands out, because it's lights and it's moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, like, the swag that you get at the conference. Somebody has something cool that's a status symbol at the conference, because you've got the cool thing. And then there's the stuff that's, like, this is freaking useful, and I am never getting rid of this. And it has a lifespan after the conference. One of them, um, one of the parties gave out, it's shaped like a teapot, which is adorable, but it's a little pocket tape measure. Yep. And Ooh. if you are a, like a knitter or a crafter, then you know that your tape measures disappear to the same like fourth dimension where your chapsticks yep. go, and you so never right. have yeah. one when you need one. Yeah. Yep. I'm surprised the lack of mugs. I know. I brought home a lot of mugs. mugs and I brought, coffee yeah. Cups. Mugs are expensive. Yeah. They're, but they're yeah. really good quality mugs. Like yeah. I used the I didn't crap out of these mugs last year. I got like I got, two or got three. Two, yeah. Wow. Well, it's a it's a good like substantial swag item to get instead of a book. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe maybe because this is so far and it's yeah. such an expensive place mm-hmm. to be and it's such an expensive conference that the swag is slightly less substantial. I don't know, yeah. totally guessing. Yeah. This is the first year I've done swag, so I am, like, super excited. Yeah, I'm bringing swag and books home for the Boston meetup group. And so I'm, like, grabbing things by a handful. <laughs> <laughs> I have, like, five of the magnetic poetry things, and I grab four packs of cards. And uh, you bitches better take some of it because I don't want to have it all live at my house. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm being a lot more decisive in terms of what books I'm bringing home. Oh, so I yeah, have, same here. I have like probably 10 books that are, I'm going to read. And then I do have some that I'm bringing home for friends or family members. Or I mean, I feel co-workers. like the next like batch of books I'll get are the Avon party, which I can pick and choose what I want. Mm-hmm, and right. then we have like that Berkeley blogger thing, which will probably give out copies of books there. But that's like my last batch of books. And that probably won't be more than like maybe four. Yeah. yeah, there's some people at the Avon book party that I'm getting books for friends. Like, I have a friend who, she we did Romance 101 for her last year, and that was Tessa Dare. So now we're doing 201, so I'm going to grab her some Evilly. I love Very not having friends who read romance because I don't have to get them shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very discerning about who is like, do I like you enough to actually have to call my ass to the post office and buy a stamp for you. If I don't like you that much, I'm not getting you a book. So that's like it's a good barometer. four people. Good, barometer. good friendship barometer. You know, you yeah. can log in and do a postage on a piece of paper and print it at home and then just put it in your mailbox. That's adorable. Much that's, eff- that's too much fucking effort, Sarah. Um, also, my printer, my printer, <laughs> that, that, and my printer isn't wireless and I need to buy paper. I understand. And my printer isn't wireless, so I have to haul it out of its cubby and then plug it. My e-reader chose this conference to start its death rattle. Oh, no. Yes. So, <laughs> Which is convenient because the new Kindle's been announced, but it's $300. Someone fucking explain to me why not, this is not a tablet, it is their e-ink, most recent Kindle, is $289. It's like... I feel like the less it weighs, the more it costs. Like, we deducted two ounces, therefore, here's another $189 you have to pay. Ask Apple. Um, And I'm afraid to buy a Nook, or I won't buy a Nook. Do not. No, because Barnes & Noble is dying. The Nook stuff is certainly dying. The Nook stuff is dying. So I bought a Kindle Voyage, and it's on its way now. Did but you have it sent here? Or did you have it sent home? I had it sent home. So I've got enough to get me like through the flight and home. But Godspeed. my mm-hmm. e-reader is doing this thing where it's like, 
Mm, you want to highlight something? No. No. You want to change the font type? Keep pressing that button. Nothing will happen. Now I'm going to restart for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> right? Now all of a sudden the screen's getting really dim and we don't know why. Now it's really bright. Right? It's like there's... It's been possessed. It's been possessed by the spirit of Guy Fieri since we got here. <laughs> He's everywhere. everywhere. I have to say, like, I'm dying to eat us eat at his restaurant. None of these ladies will support me. I'll no, go. We I I actually I talked to somebody and found out what to order that's good and what not to order because it's terrible. And I don't want to be. Alone eating. You don't want to be alone Fieri with Guy. So you know he's like, gonna be there. The, the lowest I will have ever been in my life is eating alone at a Guy Fieri restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no, Guy Sadness and desperation. Guy Fieri has a restaurant in the hotel, and literally, you like turn a corner, and there's a giant picture of Guy there's Fieri. There's that frosted goatee. Frosted <laughs> right in the face. Not only and that, denim chef jacket. He's got a frayed denim chef's jacket, <laughs> a frosted a frosted tip, hair and goatee. Did you see if but he has his sunglasses on backwards? <laughs> you know he does. <laughs> But the thing is, it's all this sort of blue wash, so he looks a little hypoxic, like he's not quite getting enough oxygen, <laughs> and he's everywhere. There's even one, like, in the little guide signs up above that are like, this way to the masquerade elevators, this will take you nine years, and here's Ipanema elevators, you'll wait for nine years. But then there's a, instead of saying Guy Fieri, there's a little cutout of his picture but it, it looks like bad Photoshop because there's yes. like an inch below, his, 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 it cuts off, and he's just sort of, he's just floating. floating <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'm concerned. That I've I'm, taken a picture of every single guy I've seen. Like, I've got 30 on my phone. I'm, I'm seriously concerned I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and Guy Fieri's just going to be standing <laughs> in front of my bed. <laughs> like, Let's go to a diner. He's <laughs> <laughs> just there to take you to Flavor Town. <laughs> Amanda brought it up. Who the fuck goes to Marna's like, I want you to frost my goatee, <laughs> but just the <laughs> middle. Just the middle of the goatee. Like I basically I want it to look like I'm I'm like having a seizure and I'm foaming and it's running down my <laughs> right here. Yeah. Oh god. And on behalf of all my northern Midwestern peeps where I know it's still snowing because fuck you, Wisconsin. It's only going to be like 65 today with 50 mile an hour winds, and I'm laying by that fucking pool. I'm just going to lay there and be like, I'm enjoying this sunlight. <laughs> it's all wrapped up in five blankets, yeah. one's over her head. With a hoodie. So what book did you get that you're excited about? I got A Change of Heart, the new Finale Dev book. Ooh. The cover is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. And like, I know I'm gonna ugly cry. I talked to Sonali about it. She's like, I know. I was like, so you enjoy making people cry? Yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah I do. I, I, I'm not even making an effort with that book, but I was tempted to get the book just so I could stare at the cover. Like, it's, it's that really beautiful. Gorgeous. I'm like, I will never open it because it will kill me, but I'll just... Look at the cover. It's so pretty. I got Rebecca Zanetti has a new series that I didn't know about. So clearly I'm not doing my job. And it's like a post-apocalyptic yeah. L.A. Mercury romantic. Striking? Mer striking or rising? I don't Mercury know. Mercury something. Oh. Mercury's, Mercury's doing a thing. Yeah. Right, but it's, it's like a post-apocalyptic, post-plague, Los Angeles, romantic suspense. Snake Plissken escaping <laughs> yes. from L.A. It looks so good. So good. In the conference swag bag that everyone got is a new reissue of Hayer's The Grand Sophie. I love the new yes. cover. I yes. love what they're doing. Yeah. I still have never read The Grand Sophie, so I am super yes. excited about that one. <coughs> also, I got a copy of Flowers from the Storm. In fact, I got two because I got one for you, Elise, which is ridiculous because at home I have two copies of Flowers of the Storm, one with a nice, tasteful, boring cover, and one with Fabio, who's like walking out of a nuclear waste and handing you flowers with his hair, blood the way, right? But I was super excited to get another copy because that's one of my books that I just like throw at people. So I hoard copies mm -hmm. of it so I can like right. toss them around like confetti. I will say the Grand Sophie is my least favorite hair. Because oh. there's a, well I wrote, I wrote a review of it and gave is it a D. Is that the anti-Semitic one? Yep. Damn. Oh. So what you want to do is when she goes to the moneylander, skip forward. Okay. Skip. Just skip, skip, skip that skip. whole scene. Okay. It's just going to fuck up the book for you because oh. it's such a... Well, the thing that pisses me off, people... 
when I wrote the review, people were really like, oh my God, how can you give that book a low grade? I'm like, because it's super fucking offensive. But it's not even the, oh, she was anti-Semitic and she was a product of her time and you should have more leniency. It's like, no, you are one of the writers who does the most vivid, excellent <coughs> characters. Your books are super, super old compared to what's coming out in romance right now. And yet all of those characters hang up, excuse me, hold up, except that except one, because it sucks, because it's a caricature based on racism and... You did a shit job writing an offensive character. Like, that's extra offensive. Right. So you, you don't get it. I mean, I get, like, you know, people had different points of view. Totally understand it. But she's one of the best character writers, and she wrote a stupidly bad character just for the sake of doing it. It's like, as, oh. it's like a super offensive version of an extremely obvious Mary Sue. Like, this is lazy. Stop. Yeah. But if you skip the part where she goes to the moneylender... It's a otherwise pretty fun story. Okay. Just that part fucked it up for me. But hey, everyone's line is different. If people love it, that's fine. I, I just didn't. It's been weird and fun and weird and super weird to have people come up to you and go, Oh, God, I know your voice. Hi. And I'm like... Oh, fuck. People actually listen to podcasts. Okay. I was telling Elise this because I get people who came up to me and really loved my Tinder podcast and really loved the Come As You Are podcast. And that's great. Like, I have no problem talking about my sex stuff. And But it's another thing to be face-to-face with someone who has heard about your vagina. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, they have intimate knowledge about the goings-on yep. here. And but voice they, is intimate, too. Yeah. yeah. They loved it. That was really cool. Like, I, I enjoyed that, like... Knowing people listen or like consume something that right. I was a Hi, part cats, of. kids. Yes, yeah. <laughs> cats, kids in the back seat. Cats, kids gets mad, get mad if she listens to the podcast without them. Aww. Like, mom, that's our podcast too. I've Aww. had a couple of people come up to me and say that just from listening to the podcast, they feel like we're all friends. Not oh, us, yeah. but like yeah. the listeners to them. We're I'm, totally your friends. Yes, yes we are. <laughs> well, see, I think people underestimate how intimate voice is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I agree, getting recognized by your voice is very strange. But you kind of get used to it because you think, you know, your voice is like straight into someone's eardrums once a week. Yeah. And voice is still incredibly intimate, which is why I think in some cases audiobooks are awesome. And then for me personally, I struggle with sex scenes on audiobooks because I'm just like, oh, "Oh, somebody's somebody's telling me about forward, forward, forward. Okay. Like I have a really hard time listening to sex scenes on audiobook. And it doesn't matter if the narrator is male or female or awesome or terrible. It's just that's. That's an intimacy that I'm not super adjusted to yet. Yeah, I listen to the Christina Lauren books on audio, and their narrator is phenomenal. But as I was getting, don't they like do the accents too? Like, yeah, the hero is that has the accents. Yeah, and I'm listening to it, and when we get to the sex scenes, I'm like, I need to go home now. (laughs) Right? Like, I can't can't do this at work. I feel real uncomfortable. (laughs) And then there was a Christina, or sorry, Stephanie Lauren that I listened to on audio, and it was like a, a really old dude sounding reading it and I he had to stop because it's like I don't <laughs> no, know. No. no it was like nope. it was Tapping like out. my grandfather Harry being Potter like, got an enormous boner exactly. <laughs> and I was like on no. private drive no. there was an owl that was most unfortunate and then Dursley said what are you doing put that away <laughs> Dude, no, really I impressed with fun with that one. <laughs> are y'all super impressed with my Jim I Dale <laughs> Now, you're going to get requests for you to read yes. Harry Potter erotic fantasy. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, now yes. it's a future podcast. Harry said, Draco, your wand was much too small. Make that a patron reward. <laughs> but you have to read, like, Harry Potter M-Preg stuff. Yep. No. M-Preg. Male pregnancy. Male pregnancy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I seem to be lactating. <laughs> I had to explain to Richard recently what a Mary Sue was because apparently he didn't know. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, the sweet summer child. I know. I'm like, you read the Mary Sue, and he goes, but I thought that was just the name. No. So then everyone on staff is named Mary Sue. Sue. Right. Everyone. It's like a requirement. Right. You can't work there. And so then I told him, and now he sees Mary Sues everywhere. Like he's like, but. But, 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 Daredevil's a Mary Sue. But, like, every time we watch a show, he's like, but that guy's a Mary Sue. That guy's a Mary Sue. I'm like, yes. He's just, he's very traumatized by the. It was like when I told him about the Sad Puppy Brigade. Like, I feel like I'm destroying his Once you see it, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
I got to change and go to a panel at 10 and because the hotel and the conference center are miles apart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. but we're all getting our steps in. I hope yeah. everyone... Holy shit, I get 200%. Yeah. My, my step goal is 8,000 because ten's a little much. 10 makes me feel like I'm the, the mail carrier. Like, it's just... Mm. Eight is a good goal. It means I've taken the dogs for at least a half hour walk. Here I am 200%, 210%. I walked eight miles two days ago, six and a half yesterday, and I'm just like... Well, I guess that means I can eat whatever the fuck I want. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think for every blister you get, that's an extra 500 calories a day. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I cannot. That's legit Absolutely. math. Somewhere I, a nutritionist is crying and doesn't know why. <laughs> it's brought, my mom. I brought, <laughs> I brought comfortable flats and my feet are so swollen I cannot wear my flats. Like, oh, I've yeah. got to flip-flop it. Oh, yeah, I'm flip-flopping yeah. in and carrying my shoes if I have to, like, you know, be five foot five for some no, reason. No, I'm just in my hiking boots. That's all. I'm just sticking with them. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. This is a conference where you can be casual and comfortable, yeah. and yep. it's totally fine. And I would have to say, last year, I was super, super uptight. So I'm like, okay, so this is kind of dressy, so I'm going to, like, dress one in, yada, 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 and went for the microwave, with every single professional panel. And this year, I'm so much more chill, and it's so much better. Oh, so, yeah. like, I'm going to things that I want to go to, and if I don't want to go to something, then I don't, and I don't feel bad about it, and I'm wearing my geeky t-shirts, and it turns out that because I'm wearing my geeky t-shirts, or maybe just because I'm, like, more chill in general, so I'm more approachable, I'm making all these friends who are into sci-fi, too. Yep, if you're so less stressed, I would say just, like, be who you are, don't worry about impressing anybody, your people are there, and the more that you are who you are, the more your people can find you. Carrie's comments are brought to you by Kesha, <laughs> who actually gave an interview once that I cut out and put in a, a file. Her advice was be yourself fucking unapologetically. I was like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. here for that. Free Kesha. Free Kesha. Free Kesha. I love Kesha. She was my ringtone for a while. I love her. But, you know, every morning I, I wake up feeling very similar to P. Diddy. Very I, I wake up to a sort of a P. Diddy adjacent state. <laughs> then do you brush your teeth with a bottle of Jack? Fuck yeah. That's Vegas, right? That's Vegas. Baby. That's what they stocked Jack in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah, you thought it was true. mouthwash, but right, it wasn't. Jack. But it's Jack. It's in the of secret course, hidden fridge that no one this can find. It's not the Bellagio, so it's like knockoff Jack. If it, we were in the yeah. Bellagio. It's Jacqueline. Jacqueline, <laughs> Joe Daniels, <laughs> Jack's really yeah. annoying younger brother. <laughs> so that is all for this week's episode. I want to thank Amanda and Elise and Redheaded Girl and Carrie for getting up early and hanging out in my room, although I did provide pastries. You probably heard the bags rustling. Sorry about that. We will be at RT next year in Atlanta. It's in May and we will all be there. So we hope you'll be there too. And if you're thinking about going and you're concerned about being a first time RT person, always feel free to email us or ask us questions because we love seeing and meeting readers at RT. It's so much fun. This podcast was brought to you by Jay Kenner's Dirtiest Secret, published by Bantam Books, available in paperback and ebook. The memory of Dallas Sykes burns. Even though everyone knows him as a notorious playboy, to me, he is the one man I desperately crave and the one man I can never have. We've tried not letting ourselves give in to desire and for so long we've said no, but now it's finally time to say yes. You can find out what their dirtiest secret is with Jay Kenner's new Sin series on sale April 19th wherever books are sold. The music you're listening to, as always, is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is Sketch. This is from their album Shed Life. This track is called Push. And I had to go to Forvo.com to figure out how to pronounce that because it's actually spelled P-U-I-R-T. So if you're reading it and you're thinking English pronunciation, then it would be Puirt. But according to Forvo, who knows all the things, the song is called Push. You can find it on Amazon, on iTunes, and wherever you buy excellent music. As I mentioned during the intro, the podcast has a Patreon campaign. If you'd like to set up a monthly pledge to support the podcast and help me create transcripts for all the episodes that are lacking one at present, you can have a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and have a look at the rewards and the pledge levels it begins at $1 a month. Thank you to everyone who has already supported the show. You are fantastic individuals. Future podcasts will include talking about romance novels. Despite the name change, 
the podcast subscription should be unaltered. You'll probably just see a new logo and a new title since this is Smart Podcast Trashy Books. In the meantime, on behalf of all of us, Elise, Redheaded Girl, Carrie, Amanda, and me, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend, and we hope to see you at RT next year.